1: Bonjour, bonjour. (laughs) Well, I'm so happy to join with you. I'm actually pre-recording this broadcast today because I will be on a plane returning from Europe. Uh, I was in Germany for a week and in Poland for a week, which is where I'm uh, making this recording right now. Uh, out in the country near Krakow uh, It's been an extraordinary trip uh, And I'm so grateful that I came And I've gotten to meet so many wonderful people And uh, it's such a blessing to me And uh, our topic this week is Undoing the errors So that we can let the past go And suffer no more I I realize how many people are reliving the past uh, in guilt, in regret, or resentment, and we can actually undo the errors. It's a uh, seeming secret that's hiding in plain sight. So we're going to get into that and see what A Course in Miracles has to say. Let us begin with a prayer. So we take a breath of love and gratitude together, hand on our heart. Grateful and thankful to rejoice, to allow ourselves to experience the fullness of God's love now and forevermore. We're letting go of the past, we're letting go of seeing the errors, we're letting go of constriction and suffering. We're letting go of everything that doesn't serve us anymore. So grateful and thankful to let the past go. We give the heavy lifting of figuring out how to release us from the past to the Holy Spirit. We rejoice to allow ourselves to follow the guidance, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. We're grateful and thankful to allow ourselves the fullness of God's love healing us now. We're living a miraculous life right now. This is what we accept and allow for ourselves and share the benefits of with everyone because we're one with them. In deep, deep gratitude, we allow the healing to be right now. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Hmm. Indeed. <laughs> so looking at uh, chapter 28 and discovering the healing possibilities. It, chapter 28 is called The Undoing of Fear. And the very first section... Uh, it's called the present memory, and it begins with the miracle does nothing. What? The miracle does nothing. Yes, consider that for one moment. Now, before I go any further, <laughs> let's remember what a miracle is. A miracle is a shift in our thinking from the ego's thought system to the Holy Spirit's thought system. That's what a t- miracle is. So miracles happen at the level of the mind and then they reveal themselves when very often we notice it when things in our life, our body, our heart, our mind have shifted. So all healings at the level of the mind and a miracle is a healing in our mind when we shift from believing the ego's way to remembering our natural way which is the holy spirit's way so this section the present memory begins the miracle does nothing all it does is to undo so rather than doing something it undoes something All it does is to undo, and thus it cancels out the interference to what has been done. It does not add, but merely takes away. What it takes away is long since gone. Remember that A Course in Miracles tells us that we're reviewing what's already gone by. The miracle does nothing. All it does is to undo, and thus it cancels out the interference to what has been done. It does not add, but merely takes away. And what it takes away is long since gone. But being kept in memory appears to have immediate effects. This world was over long ago. The thoughts that made it are no longer in the mind that thought of them and loved them for a little while. The miracle but shows the past is gone, and what is truly gone has no effects. Remembering a cause can but produce illusions of its presence, not effects. So, many times people will ask me, how can I understand the oneness? How can I understand that this world is not real? How can I understand the illusion and the fastest path I know of is to say to the Holy Spirit, I am willing. Our little willingness is all that's required. I'm willing to see that this is an illusion. I'm willing to see that I've made this up. I'm willing to say, see and know and feel that it is not real. I'm willing. Now, the ego will not be willing, but we can be willing, and we are not the ego. It says in the next paragraph, All the effects of guilt are here no more, for guilt is over. In its passing went its consequences left without a cause. Why would you cling to it in memory if you did not desire its effects? Now, to me, this is very useful for us to look at. Why would we cling to something in memory when we did not desire its effects. So what are the effects of guilt? Well, oh, too many to list in a short period of time. But we can say some of the headlines effects of guilt are mostly how we feel. We feel cut off. We feel shut down. We feel bad. We feel wrong. We feel less than. We feel not enough. We feel worried and afraid, resentful and regretful, all kinds of things that we really, really don't enjoy. So then, we look at, okay, if I'm feeling all these upsetting feelings, if my emotional body is quaking and twisting and turning with these negative feelings, these upsetting feelings, then what? then what indeed well for many of us it causes all kinds of effects right could be illness uh, could be that emotionally we can't stand how we feel so we move into self-medication and addiction and things like that that then perpetuate the feeling of not good enough something's wrong with me I'm bad I'm fundamentally evil things like this, so the effects of guilt are tremendous, and yet we nevertheless persist in trying to make other people feel guilty by blaming them for how we feel. We try to make other people feel guilty by blaming them for how we feel and yet we know the effects of guilt are so unpleasant, yet we do endeavor to inflict them on others as a way of manipulating them, as a way of punishing them and controlling them. And why would we do that, except that we are temporarily not in our right mind. We're temporarily delusional. And so there is an antidote for this. So recognizing that the miracle Doesn't do anything, it undoes. Let's call for a miracle to undo all the effects of guilt. The miracle which shows the past is gone and what has truly gone has no effects. So the miracle which shows the past is gone. A miracle is when we decide, it's when we choose not to invest in the ego thought system, and instead to see correctly, to know correctly, to feel correctly, to be in tune with the infinite. This is what the miracle is. Why is it so healing? It's so healing because... Our true identity, our true nature, our right mind is powerful and perfect. And that perfection is sustaining. That perfection is transformative. That perfection can then be revealed in our awareness and then all the effects Of the past are gone. That's what a miracle is. It's the undoing of the error. Because it's like if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it, did it make a sound? Or as uh, one of my friends once said, (coughs) if if a man, I don't remember what he said, something like, if a man does something wrong in the forest and there's no woman there to see it, did it still happen? Um. <laughs> so these these thoughts of guilt and wrong and bad and shame and blame, these are the causes of our suffering they are the effects of the guilt right that we we believe that we need these shaming thoughts these blaming thoughts these are effects that can literally be permanently dissolved and resolved back to the root cause so we never experience them again it's like the prayer at the end, or end of chapter 5 on my page 90 which uh, I got a prompt to let you know this week. Uh, people ask me sometimes what version of the course am I using? I'm using the Foundation for Inner Peace version. So my page 90 is the end of Chapter 5 in the prayer about the... I, I must have chosen wrongly because I am not at peace... And I can choose again, and I am choosing again, right here, right now. And I'm also asking the Holy Spirit to undo all the consequences of my wrong decision. The the Holy Spirit can undo all the consequences of our wrong decision. So that literally our wrong decision, our error, our unloving choice will have no effects nothing real can be threatened nothing unreal exists it's hard for us to let go of the idea that we're bad and wrong but if we're willing it can be removed from our awareness one of the things that i can honestly share with you is that the more intent i have been on letting go of this idea that i am wrong and i am bad and that uh, others are wrong and they are bad too, uh, get letting go of the score keeping and the punishing and the judging and the criticism and the keeping track and controlling and manipulating and all of these things that I've been so intent on letting go of over the years, uh, one of the things that I began to feel very strongly was how much I enjoyed being me and I can share with you that many years ago, like 18 years ago or something like that, I was meditating and I was contemplating this release of judgment and letting go of the opinions and the sarcasm and the attack thoughts. And I said to the Holy Spirit, if I let all these things go, all these judgments, how will I know myself? How will I recognize myself? Because I was becoming very aware that my personality, the thing that I thought was me, created by me was who I was and if I'm going to radically shift my personality from judging, complaining, attacking, keeping score, etc., how will I recognize myself? How will I know who I am? Where will my identification be? If I no longer think I'm wrong and bad and deserve to be punished, who will I believe I am? And I felt or heard or however I could possibly articulate it, but I I got an answer in the form of a question, who will I be? Yes, who will you be, Jennifer? If you let go of this identification with all these judgments and opinions, if you let go of thinking that's what you are, this judger, this one who has all these opinions, who will you be? How will you recognize yourself? And I contemplated it, and I got that I'll just be light that I am. And Spirit communicated to me another question which was, will that be okay with you? Will you be able to accept that? Will you be able to allow that? And I contemplated that. And what I knew was, yes, I trust That letting go of the pain and the blame and the shame and the regret and the resentment. And all the things I do to try to control my life, my environment, my body, my mind. If I let go completely of all control and I move really truly into the flow of love. I believe that I will be safe. That I will be happy and that it will be what I desire and that's what I then began really working towards so undoing the error in my thinking and what I have seen is that the consequences of my wrong decisions of which there were millions if not billions are being undone quickly very quickly the effects and the consequences of my wrong decisions being undone quickly very quickly I never imagined it would be possible for me lowly me one is so bad so wrong so completely dysfunctional despicable all the labels that I put on myself. Never thought it would be possible for me. For others, of course, but not for me. And yet, here I am. Here I am. We get so attached to being the ones who do everything. Trying to control everything. Trying to shape it and make it happen. But to actually undo the effects of our wrong decisions, to undo the errors in our thinking, we cannot do it. I really don't see how I could do it. I Even looking back where I am now, where so much has been undone, I don't see how I could do it. I don't even comprehend how I could do it but what I do understand and comprehend is that it can be done if I'm willing we do have to be willing and we can't be controlling and willing at the same time there's no need to be controlling this I'm really seeing now we can totally be in the flow we can be so guided and protected you may know that I write uh, daily inspiration. I call it my daily shot of spiritual espresso. And one of the things that I wrote about recently was uh, some experiences that I was having on this European trip. And um, one of them was that, well, first of all, I've really learned that to just travel in the light of love and be consistently broadcasting what I'd like without attachments. So when I was traveling from Germany to Poland, I was originally scheduled to travel with friends, My friend was too sick to travel by train, so they were going by car. There wasn't enough room. We wanted her to be able to lie down in the car, so I was traveling by train by myself, which was fine. And uh, it was a long 10-hour ride or something like that. I had to change trains. And, um, And I was thinking, I wish that there was someone to pick me up from the train station a driver had been arranged or so I thought and uh, that I had to take my bags and leave the station and go across the street and down the street and drag it all with me and uh, unfortunately they don't have porters anymore in train stations I wish they did Uh, I'd love to be able to hire a porter to take my bags from one track to another and things like that and so anyway I was thinking, I really wish there was someone to meet me at the platform. So, uh, first of all, I have these huge bags, very heavy bags that I'm carrying because I'm traveling for a while and uh, whatnot. And and I'm not a light packer. So, I, just how it is. And um, <clears throat> so I... I was sitting in a compartment with these two young men and they very kindly offered to help me take my bags off the train when we got to Warsaw. So they were getting off there too, so they did. They took my bags off the train in Warsaw. And I I was standing on the platform and I was looking for the elevator or the lift. And uh, I couldn't see when I thought, well, this doesn't make any sense. This is Warsaw of course there's a lift no lift and then I thought I'm at the wrong station even though it said Warsaw's I'm at the wrong station so the the doors closed oh okay and it was 11 o'clock at night so I quickly looked in my purse at the ticket oh this is the wrong station there's another Warsaw station And but the doors had just closed so I looked down the track well down the track there was a conductor. I waved to him and I pantomimed, I'm on the wrong, I have to get back on, I have to get back on. So he came down, he helped me open the door and got my bags back in the car and two minutes later I was in the right station in central Warsaw. So then I got off and there was a lift and I took my bags to the next level and then I had to change for another elevator to get and I was trying to follow these instructions to meet the driver well it turns out I had misread my instructions that driver was actually uh, picking me up in a few days in Krakow not in Warsaw and I had a message that I had misunderstood uh, that it was about Krakow about someone meeting me at the train there were actually people there in Warsaw on the platform waiting for me they managed to find me, Mir- miraculously, they managed to find me, and um, truly, and then they took me to my hotel. And uh, so, I say all of this to say, all through my process, while things weren't going as well as I would have liked, it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. And I know it didn't bother me for one reason. It's because I was feeling safe and protected and cared for no matter what was going on. It didn't bother me because I felt safe. I felt safe for one reason and one reason only. I felt safe... Because I was not choosing to judge. That is why I felt safe. That is why I felt safe. So much is possible. If we can just get out of the judgments. Judgments are a habit. So what I learned to do was to say to the Holy Spirit take these thoughts out of my mind so I never think them again. I'm not interested in judging anymore. I'm interested in broadcasting my true nature, which is love and light, compassion and harmony. Please make it so now. And saying that many, many times a day, sometimes a hundred times a day, changed my mind, which changed my life. And this is why I cannot stop sharing these teachings, because it works, it works, it works, when we live it, only when we live it. Yes, yes, yes. I'm Jennifer Hadley, you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love Welcome back, I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're undoing the errors. <laughs> so grateful that we can undo the errors, rather than affirm the errors again and again and again, which is what I used to do, rather than oh, making all the errors seem so real, I've decided to really say, oh, I don't need that anymore. Holy Spirit, please remove it. And it works. I'm inviting you to try it, test it out, and then let me know how it works for you. you can always email me at jennifer at jenniferhadley.com. dot May take me a while to get back to you, but <laughs> I do read everything. Although I, I'm not always able to respond to everything, it's um, it's a lot, uh, and I'm I'm so grateful for every person who. Takes the time to share with me to let me know that they value what I'm offering, and also if you have any topics that you'd like me to uh, discuss in this radio broadcast, I'd be very happy to do that. Uh, we do have almost 340 episodes now, so a lot of topics are there. And one thing I'd like to invite you to do is if you if it if, if it would be helpful to you. Uh, If you go to com forward slash radio, com, and then you can always just click through to the radio archive there. We have all the shows archived, and it's easy to search there for keywords and topics. That's also where you'll find the transcripts of the radio shows and if there is a transcript for something that you would like to have that we haven't gotten to yet because we're just going through them as quickly as we can Um, and by the way huge huge boatloads of gratitude and thank you to all the people who donate and contribute so that we can afford to transcribe. I know it means a lot to people and we're just getting started with our project here now. Um, we're, we're finally, we've hired someone and made the commitment of the funds to have them do the radio shows and we're we're going to be offering them at YouTube. Uh, of course they're all free now at iTunes, Stitcher, places like that. You can sign up for the podcast which also makes it easy to search for topics and uh, now we're going to have them at YouTube it, it, for people they can read along as they listen so this is going to be a very helpful tool to people who are uh, who for whom English is a second language they can read and listen on the video. Uh, of course, you can read and listen with the transcripts, but uh, some people don't have the means to really look at them easily. And and YouTube, you can easily get it on your phone. So we're we're really doing everything we can so that the hard of hearing, the deaf, the people with uh, foreign no, I don't I don't want to say English is a second language. Um, can make the use of these materials and uh, we couldn't do it without all the contributions from the people who care to share. So thank you. I'm always happy to do more and uh, m- for most of the tasks it really does require hiring people who are professionals who can do the work like a pro. And so your contributions make that possible. So back here to undoing the error. What I'm inviting you to consider is that the Holy Spirit really can do all the consequences of our wrong decisions, of our errors. The Holy Spirit can undo so much. What I notice with the many people who are in class with me, counseling clients, etc., people don't ask. People don't put the Holy Spirit in charge. They are so convinced that they have to be punished, that they have to atone for their sins versus accepting the atonement for themselves, accepting that there was no sin. There was no sin. There was an error in thinking, but the error in thinking can be completely undone and all the effects also undone. We must ask the Holy Spirit to do it for us. This is why A Course in Miracles says, I need do nothing. Many people come to that section in the text, I need do nothing, and they think, I don't know what that means. That's crazy. I I need to do a lot of things. I need to do the laundry. I need to do the grocery shopping. I need to pay my bills. I need to do a lot of things. What do you mean I need to do nothing? Need is the operative word in that. We don't need to do the healing. All the healing is is undoing and The Holy Spirit is the one who can do it. This is one of the things that Jesus says to us in the course. He says, you can't undo it anyway. You can't. You're not the one who can effect the healing. You can ask for it, and you can allow it, but you can't do it. It's arrogance to think that you can so for me, it's been so helpful and such a relief to be able to say, great, I don't need to be the one who does it. You can do it. Holy Spirit, you do it. You do it. Undo it all. Please, please, please undo it all. I'm willing. But you know, it's this thing of we, we give it to the Holy Spirit for healing and then we take it back. Oh no, I, I need this feeling of sadness. I need this feeling of shame. I need this feeling of guilt or I won't recognize who I am. And this is where we get caught up, truly caught up. But it can be undone. We can have a healing. We can have a breakthrough. Our willingness is all that is required. So let us let the errors of the past be undone for us. Memory, like perception, is a skill made up by you to take the place of what God gave in your creation. And like all the things you made, it can be used to serve another purpose and to be the means for something else. It can be used to heal and not to hurt, if you so wish it to be. So memory can be used to heal and not to hurt. So one of the things that I've learned to do that's been very helpful to me is when I have an overwhelming sense of guilt or shame or regret because of some choice I made in the past, in my mind, I can go there to the past, to the memory with the Holy Spirit. I like to go and feel like I'm holding the Holy Spirit's hand. The Holy Spirit being, of course, the I Am Presence, the Great Comforter, the Higher Self, the Holy Self. You can go with Jesus, you can go with Mother Mary, you can go with a whole tribe in your mind. Go back to that spot where that ancient hatred was born, let's say, in your mind, in your memory. Go back there. Start looking for the loving choices you didn't see at the time because pain was your perspective. It was a wrong perspective. You weren't looking for the loving choices, so you didn't see them. That's what I do. Go back in my mind. Oh, where were the loving choices that I didn't see? Oh, there's one. Oh, there's another one. Oh. There's another one, another one, another one, another one. And then I say to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I'm making the loving choices now. I'm not bound by time. I'm not bound by space. I'm eternal, infinite, love of God, perfect now and forever, as holy as I could ever possibly be. So right here, right now, within the illusion, I'm saying... Please make it as though I made the loving choices. That's my choice now. That it would be as though I made the loving choices then. I'm harvesting the wisdom. I'm forgiving. I'm letting go of the judgments against myself for having made unloving choices in the past. Make it as though I made all the loving choices that I can see and choose right now. Show me more. I'll choose them now. And I find my life miraculously recalibrates. Just like it says at the end of chapter 5 on page 90 in my FIP version, the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I let Him. And I choose to let Him. So, back here to the present memory, first section of chapter 28. Nothing employed for healing represents an effort to do anything at all. Nothing employed for healing represents... Remember, everything in this world is symbolic. Nothing employed for healing represents an effort to do anything at all. It is a recognition... That you have no needs, which mean that something must be done. It is a recognition that you have no needs, which mean that something must be done. We have no needs. We think we have needs, but we have no needs. It might be challenging to accept that. So rather than try to accept it or even figure it out, just say, you know what, Holy Spirit, I'm willing. I'm willing to say I have no needs. I'm willing. It takes real courage to do this because it's overcoming the ego. It's undoing the error of the ego. I'm willing to see that I have no needs. That I am eternally cared for and it can only ever be that way. Right? This is, uh, see how the lilies of this field spin and toil not, yet they are arrayed more beautifully than Solomon's finest. Right? See how God cares for the birds in the field and the trees. Well, God not care for us even more yes yes we are cared for even more we can accept it we can allow it and it is it feels like a learning but again it's an undoing it's not an adding to our awareness it's a taking away of the blocks that prevent us from knowing the truth It is a recognition that you have no needs which mean that something must be done. It is an unselective memory that is not used to interfere with truth, right? So right now we're operating from a selective memory. We can move to an unselective memory. Again, ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, let my memory not be selective. And for me personally, one of the best things I ever did for myself was I said, Holy Spirit, just take every memory that's not useful to me, that's painful to me, out of my mind. Because my past is no longer painful to me. as everything in it, I've decided, is helpful to my waking up. So I don't have painful memories from the past anymore. I do have a few little things that I sometimes think I wish I had done that differently. And then I can go to the Holy Spirit and say, please make it as though I had done it differently. Undo all the consequences including this sense of regret or wishing hoping it were different. You see how practical A Course of Miracles really is. You see how it is all about application. If we're not applying it, it doesn't work. It's not intellectual. We have to be willing in our heart in order for the healing to actually occur. And we can be. We truly, truly can be. Hmm... All things the Holy Spirit can employ for healing have been given to the Holy Spirit, without the content and the purposes for which they have been made. They are but skills without an application. They await their use. They have no dedication and no aim. The Holy Spirit can indeed make use of memory, for God Himself is there. Yet this is not a memory of past events, but only of a present state. You're so long accustomed to believe that memory holds only what is past that it is hard for you to believe. Excuse me. It is hard for you to realize it is a skill that can remember now. So we can remember our wholeness. We can remember our perfection. We can remember our freedom, our beauty, Right now. Time is not a part of this experience. Time is an illusion. The limitations on remembering the world imposes on it are as vast as those you let the world impose on you. So here's a thought for you. If you recognize that the world has imposed upon you something that you do not want anymore. Why not say to the Holy Spirit, I don't want any of this anymore. I don't need any of this anymore. And see, why letting the judgments go is such a way to speed this up is because if you're selective in which judgments you're going to keep and which ones you're going to let go, it just takes... You're doing everything piecemeal. It's like saying, okay, I'm going to tear down this house of horrors that I've been living in. And now I would like to live in a house that's beautiful, that perfectly meets my needs, where every minute of every day I feel completely loved and held and nurtured and cared for where I rejoice in every moment in every aspect of this house that's what I'm doing I'm tearing down the house of horrors and I'm building a house of harmony but I'm going to do it one little bit at a time right if that's what we're doing we're going to give up some judgments but not all we're saying "I I need this to take a while I need this to be gradual I'm not willing to rip the band-aid off. I'm not willing to burn the house to the ground or give it all to the Holy Spirit to completely replace. But we can't. if you really wish to speed things up, there's only the one way. Be willing to let your impediments go. And the judgments are the impediments. There is no link of memory to the past. If you would have it there, then there it is. You see, there is no link of memory to the past. It's an illusion. The past is an illusion, and the idea of a memory of a past is another part of our illusion. Only your desire made the link of memory to the past, and only you have held it to a part of time where guilt appears to linger still. So this is why the miracle is not about doing, it's about undoing. This is why sometimes people ask, I remember once, uh, a few times people have asked me, are you a healer? What do you think about charging money for healing? And I say, well, I." I'm a healer for myself. I can't heal anyone else. However, as I am lifted, all are lifted because we're one. So I, I don't charge money for healing because I can only heal myself. I don't need to charge money for myself. It doesn't make any sense. However, I can offer support and assistance and right-mindedness to share with others through counseling, through classes. And I don't mind charging money to uh, cover my time and my expenses. The ministry, the Power of Love ministry employs quite a few people. And that's how we're able to get so much done. People always say to me, gosh, you get so much done. It's because I have a really beautiful, wonderful team of people who are full-time employed, and that's what they're doing. They're doing the websites and the emails and the audio recordings and the videos and all the different pieces of it and the customer care, which is so important to us. I've got some uh, wonderful events coming up. Stop Playing Small Retreat at the end of April and then the Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive. And these are deeply healing, nurturing events. We charge as little money as we possibly can for them, and and I I know compared to what other people charge, we are far under charging. But my goal is not to make money from them, but to be able to encourage people to come that's why we have payment plans It's why we do everything the way we do it to be able to support the people who are truly willing and what I'm most called to do is to support the people who would like to support the people and to really train teachers and ministers and counselors and prayer practitioners so that more and more people can receive this uh, level of love and support because it, it it's so so challenging to do this work on our own and it's so much easier to do it in community so much easier to do it in community i can't stress that enough i see how much faster people are progressing than i ever did because of community and that that makes me so happy to see how wonderfully people are doing Hmm. So, back to memory. The Holy Spirit's use of memory is quite apart from time. He does not seek to use it as a means to keep the past, but rather as a way to let it go. Memory holds the message it receives and does what it is given to do. That's interesting. So, if you think about uh, our computers and our phones and things like that, the memory is not, the memory in our phones and our computers, also in our mind, it's not selective. The memory is not, um, has no volition. So, it has no decision making power. Memory holds the message it receives and does what it is given to do. It does not write the message, nor appoint what it is for. Like to the body, it is purposeless within itself. So memory, like the body, is purposeless within itself. And it seems to serve to cherish ancient hate. And gives you pictures of injustices and hurts that you were saving this is what you asked its message be, and that it is. Committed to its false vaults, the memory vaults, the history of all the bodies past is hidden there. All of the strange associations made to keep the past alive, the present dead are stored within it waiting your command that they be brought to you and lived again and thus do their effects appear to be increased by time which took away their cause yet time is but another phase of what does nothing it works hand in hand with all the other attributes with which you seek to keep concealed the truth about yourself So. It goes on to say remember nothing that you taught yourself for you were badly taught so that's why I before I even came to A Course in Miracles I got this message be willing to let all unforgiveness in your memory all painful memories go you don't need them anymore and all the memories that were once painful to me are now helpful the ones that I kept of course, the Holy Spirit shows them to me when I need them. They're helpful to me now, and so there's no pain in them anymore. I don't feel any pain about the past. Occasionally a little, I could have done that better, but it's so rare now. This is the gift I wish to share with everyone. Let's let go of the effects of the errors. Uh, it's already time for me to pray. Let's pray. And gosh, I hope you'll take a look at the Stop Playing Small Retreat, the Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive. Make a donation. Whatever calls to you, you can go to jenniferhadley.com. You can become my prayer partner and get emails from me every day with prayers. Uh, Lots of options at JenniferHadley.com and livingacourseofmiracles.com. We take a breath of love and gratitude together. We're grateful to let the past go, let the memories go. In gratitude, we accept the healing that is ours to receive. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. We share the benefits with everyone, and I'll be with you again next week. Have a great rest of your week.